0: sahanavatu, भवतो सहनो भूखनतो सह वीरयं हे नमः पूर्ण पूर्णमश्वरे पूर्णस्य पूर्णम हे पूर्णमेवावशिष्यरे ओम शान्ति 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 शुद्ध आलयं करुणालयं नमः Shankaram Doka Shankaram Shankaracharyam Keshavam Bhadrayanam Sutra Vashyatruta Vande Bhagavanta Vana Punaham Ishvaro Guru Ratnade Murti Veda Yumavadhyakta dehaya Dakshina Mahamudayanamaha Sri Paramanandam Upadeshtaram Ishwaram Vyapakam Sarvalokanam karanam tanmaamyaham karanam tanmaamyaham aparokshaanu moksha siddhaye ructe moksha 23rd, 23 the author said,
1: De hoham iteyam mudha dhatva tishtat janaha. Oh, Aho, what a surprise it is, or a pity it is also. This moodo janaha, this deluded, ignorant person, which includes everybody, De hoham He seems to be contented, settled, resolved, that I am the body. So look at the tragedy in life, that this ignorant person, who is really deluded, nevertheless does not know at all that there is delusion in life. And therefore he is content, resolved, satisfied about his or her own perception of the self, "Dehovam," that I am the body. So this person entertains this perception, this opinion, this conclusion about the self. And if that conclusion made him unhappy, created some restlessness in him, some questions in him, then he will question that conclusion. then you would know, asked himself that I take the body to be myself, is it the reality of myself, that this thing doesn't happen. He does not, con- con- you know, question his conclusion, does not question his perception of himself and lives his life based on that. In fact, well, why should a question arise about my conclusion? Is there something which should prompt me to ask this question whether my conclusion is right or not? He says, well, mama ayam iti jnatva. The deha the body, which he calls I, he also knows that very body as mine. If that did not happen, Meaning that if body was always I, then of course we can say that there is no occasion for him to even question his conclusion about himself. For a number
0: of occasions he
1: claims his body to be mine. Meaning that there are times when he says, this is my body. When he says that, it reveals on his part a wisdom that I am the possessor of the body. And therefore, I am not the body. So these contradictory things are there. You see, there is no question, suppose the sky is blue, then there never is an occasion to ask whether it is blue or not, because we don't see it otherwise. We find the sun rising and setting, and consistently find it, so then there is no question or oh, not, it is part of ordinary people to inquire whether our conclusion is right or wrong. It will require some scientists of very high order to ask even, you know, questions of what are taken for granted. So I think it's quite in order to take for granted the conclusions which do not present any contradictions. Like the sun rising, the sun setting, the sky is blue and so on and so forth. But here, that I am the body, this conclusion very often is contradicted by myself when I say this is my body. So when I say this is my body, which means I declare that I am a possessor of the body, should that not become the occasion to ask me, how can I call this body as I? Because, eva, I call this body as mine. I never call the part as I. So I also have experience that all those things that I call mine, I do not call them I. Because I know that what is mine is different from me. So whenever I keep on calling the body as I, why do I not question it? Because on so many occasions I call the body as mine. So that, that is why mood. We cannot be called mood or deluded when we keep on with say that sun rises and sun sets because we have no, we have no reason to question that, you follow? If someday the sun rose in the west and set in the east, then we say, wait a minute, why is it happening like this? So if sometimes things happen differently, then we question. Otherwise we don't question. In case of this conclusion, I am the world things are happening differently. In my own perception about body changes. that body which I normally call I, there are occasions when I call this body is mine. And that is very clear that I am not the body. So even though there is this opportunity for this person to recognize that this conclusion on my part that I am the body is not, cannot be justified on the basis of the experiences that I have because my experiences are not consistent all the time with the conclusion that I am the body. So we will expect this person to ask this question. He doesn't just to be content, even though there is a ground for questioning this conclusion. Therefore, he is called mura. He is called a fool or deluded person. <coughs> so, on what basis do you say that I am not the body? Brahmayihamas samasthanda satchidan lakshana. If I am not the body, then who am I? Brahmayiham. I am need Brahman, nothing else. Brahman of what nature? Samaha, equally present everywhere, equal to everything, equally present everywhere, the self of all. Shanta, as there, Shanta. There is no duality. In Brahman, there is no duality. In ornament, there may be duality. Well, Bengal there is Bengal, nothing there, I am different from earring, etc. But at the level of gold, there is no duality. Brahman is gold, the self of all. No duality. So no conflict. No, co- no reason for any conflict. Although Shaman is absolutely tranquil. So Brahman is tranquil in an absolute sense. But Nora Brahman also becomes tranquil. Because all the causes of agitations have, have disappeared satchidananda lakṣayana. Am I body? If body is I, then body should always stay with me. Because what is I? I is that which should always be with me. The nature should always be with me. That's our nature. Meaning the nature of fire is here, because heat, never divorces fire, or is always consistent, faithful to fire, they are always together. The sun is bright, bright is the nature of sun, because sun is never without brightness. So also what can we call my nature? That without which I cannot be. Can his body, can I call it I? The body deserts me. It is not faithful to me. The body is with me in the waking state all right. In the dream state, this body is not available. It's quite likely that I had had full, you know, meal. My stomach is full, cold full. And then I fall asleep and I dream. Is yes, what? a hungry person had not eaten in food for three days. And this stupid body, which I call I, does not come to my aid at all, meaning that the fullness of the stomach does not become available to me in the dream. So that alone can be called nature which is consistent, with which I am never separated. But then I get separated from the body in dream, in deep sleep. How can I call this body as I? Then what is I am not separated from satchitananda lakshana, asti-bhati-preyam, I am never separated. It cannot be that I am not, it cannot be that I am not self-conscious, because to shine is the nature of Atma. And asti-bhati have no form, has no attribute. Has no distinguishing mark to distinguish from anything else, never. There is no duality at all, there is no li- limitation at all, there is purnatyam, wholeness, ananda. Satchidananda So what consistently never deserts me? What is what we may call the infallible? which is trustworthy, which never disappoints me, which never deserts me, which always is faithful with me, is asti-bhāti-bhyaṁ. Satchit ān-lākshāna. is all the reason to understand this. naam deha khesad-rūpaḥ is my nature, existence of a nature. What is an is body? Can the body claim that I exist? The body appears to exist all right. But then, is that existence inherent in the body? Or is that existence borrowed from something? The snake claims, I am here. The rope snake appears to exist to the person who has projected the snake. But the existence that appears in the snake, does it really belong to it? Or is there something imparted to it by the rope? Is the rope existence that appears in the snake? So even when somebody says, this is snake, the is does not apply to snake, understand? This is snake. He is applies to what? To the rope. So what is snake? Chesadrupa. <laughs> one that does not possess its own existence, one which is dependent upon something else for its existence, understand? Like the part is <laughs> The part, the name and form, asadrupa. Meaning that this part of name and form, even though we say part is, when we say part is, when in fact saying that the name and form is, but then, does the name and form possess its own isness? Where does easiness come from in name and form from the clay? So when we say part is, the is goes where? Is belongs to the clay. Understand this. Not being able to discriminate or separate. We say part is. And that's how in that sentence. The part and isness are given the same degree of reality. In the grammatical terms, the part and isness enjoy samanadikaranya. Is samadikaram is then the same adhikaranyam, same locus. When the part is where the part is, there the is is when we you know when we utter this sentence. In fact, there is no samadhi karanyam, There is the no same locus. What do you call vyadhi karana? Meaning that not in the same locus, not in the same locus, part and is are not in the same locus. The part is name and form. His nest belongs to to the clay. So really, we cannot say part is. Can we say that? If his nest belongs to part to part or name and form, then the sentence would be right. Part is, but his belongs to clay. Unfortunately, when you utter this sentence, part is. The idea of planting in your mind is parties. That's what language does, that's what words do. When you don't use words properly, then maybe the word creates a concept, or notion in your mind. Or someone used to say in the past, is a clay pot? When you use the term clay pot, looks like clay is the adjective, and pot is substantive, is it not so? Clay pot? Golden ornament. So, gold is adjective. Ornament is substantive. Golden bangle. In reality, what is the substance there? In clay pot, what is substantive? What is adjective? What is substantive? That which possesses substance is called substantive. Understand? That which possesses substance is called substantive. So this part which I am holding in my hand, what is the substance? What's the weight? What's the smell? What's the taste? What is the substance? Clay. Take away the clay from the so-called part, what remains there? Nothing. So name and form what kind of substantiality name and form has? If it did have any substantiality, then it would survive even after removal of clay, if the part and the name and form has some substantiality. Nothing remains. Means that, what we call pot, understand it is the name and form that we are calling pot. Because before this object was created, we knew that it was in the form of a lump of clay. Before the pot was created, it was in the form of a lump. So we know what the clay is. Now that the pot is created, we know the clay parts. So clay part we have seen before creation, the clay part we see now, in that clay part, no changes happen, and still you call this object a part. So what changes happen? The name and form is added to the clay. Therefore, the word "part" belongs where to name and form, isn't it? This clay is clay, and when the part is created, what is created? The name and form is created. When you use the word part, it belongs where? To name and form. Then you say part is. But is belongs where? To the clay. When it is a clay part, then looks like the part is substantive, part is substance. And clay is adjective. First one this is the wrong usage. What is the object? Party clay. Not clay pot. What is it? Potty clay. It is not gold bangle. What is it? Bangly gold. What is it? That would have been the right usage. Then the right idea would have been communicated to us. This is gold. Then bangliness is the objective. And gold is substance. There is a potty clay. Then it conveys the idea that clay is substance and pottiness is the objective incidental. Clay is substance, the abiding aspect and pottiness is what? An incidental aspect. If this would have been the expression, potty clay, then correct communication would have taken place. If it's a clay pot. Gold bengal, Pot is? If it's a isness, then it's a different thing. Instead of saying pot, see when it's a pot is, then it looks like the pot isness belongs to part. Pot is. Party existence. Existence comes in the form of pot. The form of bengal, etc. etc. Similarly, body is. The snake is. Is doesn't belong to snake. Is belongs to rope. So body is. Understand that isness does not belong to body. Hisness belongs to self, which is asti bhati priyam But this expression body is. We are less concerned that body is. A whole janah, janaha. Look at this fellow remains content. Because the wrong, ex- wrong notions, the wrong expressions. Because all the expressions are born of the notions. a wrong conclusion. There is conclusion about everything. That part is, that's the conclusion. I am the body is the conclusion. Body is a conclusion. Naham deho yasad-drupa. I am satchidana Brahma samaha. Shanta, that's what I am, now I am there, and I am not the body. Clarity about what I am and what I am not. Because we are lumping now. there is no the reason why we have to this, say this. The reason why we have to know this, that I am not the body. See Vedanta does not say you are not the table. Doesn't say that you have to know that I'm not the table, I'm not the partner, because that Upadesha is not the, I already know that. Very necessary? but well, I think I know. I think I know who I am. I'm the body. So, Naham Deho Yasadrupaha. You know that? Yasadrupaha. The body, which essentially doesn't enjoy its own existence, you are not. Brahma-ivaham samash-shantah sacchirana-lakshanah This is called jñānam by the wise people. So, oh, oh disciple, this is how not de the knowledge, not the body that's not the knowledge.
0: Brahma-ivaham samash-shantah that I
1: am Nam this body which is essentially non existent I'm <clears throat> and so in verse twenty nine to say why do you deny the existence of Atma? People deny the existence of Atma which people who only accept the perception We take as here what we see, nothing else. And all we see is the body. So that's the Atma. So conclusion is, there is no Atma, no Self other than body. Body is, Atma is. Body is gone, Atma is gone. Or one fellow can go even Farther than that. In all the verses of the denial of what I am not, nirvikaro, nirakaro, niravadyo, haṁ avyaya, everywhere what I am not, what I am not, what I am not, nirmalaha, nishalaha, anandaha, ajaraha, amaraha, nirgunaha, nishkriya, niptiya, nipti muktaha, achudaha, niramaha, niramahasa, nirvikalva, Looks like that you are describing an entity, which is not there. Because in this manner of negation, all possible attributes are negated from self. Now you can add fifteen hundred more sentences also. What I am meaning with reference each complex that I entertain about myself. Some identification always involved. I am brother, I am sister, I am father, I am mother, I am this. Everywhere some conclusion, some identification involved. And you can declare, mother I am not, father I am not, this I am not. How far can deny so that Nothing remains to be denied. I mean, in, you can keep on this called negation. You can keep on negating until point that nothing remains to be negated. Everything has been negated. All attributes have been negated. What remains? Nothing remains, Is says. You negate all the things that we can experience. See, mother I can experience, father I can experience, disease I can experience, I can experience, quality I can experience, Parts, I can experience. All these are negating. Meaning that you are negating all experienceable things. Understand? What remains is nothing. That which I cannot see says that which I cannot experience is not there. What's the proof? What's the proof that Atma is? So far I thought Atma was because I could experience it, now everything has been denied. So what remains? Nothing remains. So Atma is what? Shunya. So from these assertions or the negations, the conclusion is what? Atma-shunya. And therefore the verse 29 says, Svadehe shobhanam santam purushakyam chasambhadam. Swadehe in your body, he what we have denied is what can be denied. But understand that there is something that cannot be denied. As our Swami said, how do you define satya What do you define truth? That which cannot be negated. Abhaditam satyam. Abhaditam that which cannot be negated. So whatever can be negated is all negated. But regardless of how much negation you carry out, you cannot negate what is not negatable, you understand? You can throw out everything, that is possible. You cannot throw out something that is not throwable. What is that? I can do this. I can throw out everything. One thing I cannot throw out. What is that? Myself. I cannot lift myself and throw out myself, can I? But so far I have not seen that kind of achievement. <laughs> Therefore, yes, there is negation in Vedanta. What the Atma is not, what happens is, when we look at all those negations, looks like everything that exists has been negated. Qualities exist? Negated. Parts exist? Negated. Birth exists? Negated. You seem to have negated everything that exists. So what remains is non-existence. That can be conclusion. So from the teaching of scripture also one can arrive at the conclusion or already he thinks that ātma is no ātma. And he only uses all these sentences simply to justify his conclusion. Swadehe shobaram sandam purushākyam I am not the body which is unreal. Understand that this unreal body is abode of manifestation of what is real. That's the amazing thing. What is most amazing is that this unreal body,
0: Maghavan, Matyam bayam shariram.
1: Bhutyan atamasya Anu tasya Atmana Adishtam Amutasya Ashariasya Amutasya Atmana Adistana. So this is the teaching given by Prajapati, the teacher, to Indra the disciple, in one of the dialogues in the Chandogya Upanishad, the Prajavad says, "Indra says that the Atma dies, I find that the Atma, you know, Atma disappears. In the deep sleep state there is no Atma. It all disappears. Fenasam apito bhavati. I find that in the deep sleep state, Atma attains the state of non-existence. Because in the deep sleep state, I neither know myself nor do I know anything else, had I existed at that time, then I would know myself, or something I would know. Deep sleep state, I do not know myself, nor do I know anything other than myself. Therefore, looks like there is no ātma in deep sleep state. Vinasham. apito bhavati. ātma seems to attain a state of vinasham as disappearance. ātma disappears. The what is cannot disappear. What does, it disappears, is not really. In that context, for of is magvan shairam. You are right, Indra, there is something that disappears, something that dies. Why? Idam shairam. This body is mortal, is subject to death. Then what, does, what role does this body play in our life? Tadasya, hey, This body which is mortal, insignificant, unreal, nevertheless is the locus of manifestation of what is real, what is immortal, what is body. <coughs> The body is the seed of manifestation of the unembodied, un- 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 a sharirama The mortal body is a seed of manifestation of immortality. And so, don't think, Indra, that this body is you or ultimate reality. Similarly. Swadeh shobhanam Santam. Your body is not you, that is true. Understand that the body is locus of manifestation or shobhanam, something that is very auspicious. The inauspicious body, which is impure, inauspicious, <coughs> you know, by those, uh, those traditional, you know, ways. <coughs> I mean, you may not like to call it, and we don't have to insist that it is, you know, but then, From some standpoint body is impure, inauspicious, at least when it dies. This impure body is the seed of manifestation of the purer than the purest. The inauspicious body is the seed of manifestation of the most auspicious. The mortal body is the seed of manifestation of the immortal. How can you deny that? Svade so Shobanam Santam, Shobanam, which is beautiful, auspicious. <clears throat> Mangaram, in this body there is Mangaram, the auspicious. purushakyam, which is called Purusha in the scriptures. So, puri uśvade Purusha. The word Purusha is derived from the word pur meaning city. Puri Ushati, one that dwells in the city, is called Purusha. What city? The city of nine gates. Navadvare pure. Dehi. Lord Krishna de Bhagavad Gita calls it city, Bariya city of nine gates. E puram, Gadashaddwan, Kathogan calls it the city of eleven gates. In the city, see, when there is city, then there must be also the king. The reason why the body is called city is because when you, when you find that the city is functioning in a very orderly manner, when the city is functioning in an orderly manner, you know that somebody setting the order must be there. Because usually disorder is the nature of things, meaning that if things left to themselves, there will be disorder. If order is there, you know that there must be someone to assert that order. Otherwise, it is nature of things always to go their own way, whoever they are. No order, if no bell rings, it will be very interesting. Somebody comes for lunch at 11.30, somebody 12 12.00, o'clock, 12.30, 12.45, 1.00, 1.30, 1.45, 2.30, 3 o'clock, any time. There is no order. It is, disorder is something that is natural. Order is something that has to be brought about. So when you find things functioning orderly, you know that there must be someone to assert that order. So morning in the city where things are functioning with orderly. Yoga Shastra describes morning in the city having highways and all kinds of... So what do you find in the city is all seen here. And functioning systematically. That shows that there must be a presiding principle which makes it all possible. So that is how you can infer when you go to a government office and find everybody is on their desk. And, and, and diligently appearing to do something anyway. You know that the head of the department must be there. Otherwise, in the home also when you go, then things going oh, here and there and all kinds of, you know the lady of the house is not there. When you find things systematically, you know, in the home, you know that she must be there. <coughs> Where is where is your mother gone? God? They immediately ask you. <laughs> so thus the city is presented as a body to help us recognize the presence of something or that principle which imparts existence to the body, which imparts sentiency to the body, which makes his body so lovable body in your soul can't be loved. there is no self in the body, then nobody loves. Bhāryā, Vibhyārita, Śaṅkara, Shankara. Like even the wife also is scared of that body. But then, otherwise, body is so lovable. What makes it lovable? What makes it existing? What makes it sentient? So, yeah, look at the body in your soul. Svade, so, shobhanan santaṁ puruṣākyam the purusha is there, the indweller is there. Samadham, and that is sammati, that is the considered opinion or conclusion of all scriptures. So when this is there, kim murkha, he murkha, atmanam sunyam karoshi boho, why do you, why do you make the Atma non-existent? They is true. That body is not the Atma. But the body is the, the seed of something that transcends the body. Atma has no connection with the body too. Self transcends the body. Nevertheless, the body is the seed. Or place of manifestation of the self that transcends the body. It's very important. Just because self manifests in the body doesn't mean it's connected to the body. Like the sun that gets reflected in the water. Looks like there's a connection between the sun and the water, no connection. However, the reflection of the sun makes the water what? Bright. If that bucket of water you place in a dark room and from an aperture the sun rays coming, falling on the water surface, reflection, then the room gets illumined. There is something that gives the brightness to the water, although not connected with it. Sun, transcends the water. Is it not so? When well, you pour away water, you do anything, nothing happens to the sun. Similarly, <laughs> that which transcends the body manifests through body. The body is not Atma. That doesn't mean that body is useless. Body serves an extremely important purpose. What's the important purpose? That it is seat of the manifestation of Atma, There is most auspicious. The inauspicious, is the seed of manifestation of most auspicious. The impure, seed of manifestation, the most pure. The unreal, is seed of manifestation of the real. And therefore, it is possible to reach that which manifests. The body can become also a means of reaching that which transcends the body. And that is the use of body. And so, kim marka, ātman atmano sunyam karoshi boho. That you are declaring atma sunya non-existent. Just because it transcends the body, that we call it non-existent. Just because body is not the atma. Does it mean there is no atma? Don't you realize that there is something that transcends the body? And the transcending principle is, is very evident in life. Atma, the transcendental principle, is nevertheless very, very much effective or very much functioning in your life, because without that transcendental principle this body would not exist. Would not breathe, would not live, that it is, so sure that there is some principle. There. How can you deny that? How can you deny the existence of Atman? <coughs> okay, continuing the verse 30. So, Nanu, sunyavadinayeva ala the thing is, you know what happens is, when that fellow says there is no Atman, When somebody says there is no Atma, what is Atma? Atma means I, understand. So when he says there is no Atma, he is saying there is no I. I am not that, that's what he is saying, understand. The Sunyavadi does not realize that he is in fact denying his own existence, you know. So Sunyavadi eva bhava Sunyavadi does not realize that by claiming that Atma is Shunya, non-existent, that he is declaring that I don't exist. And so that doesn't make sense anyway. Even to Sunyavadi it would not make sense to say that I am not. Although he does not realize the meaning of what he is declaring, when he declares there is no Atma, in effect he is saying that there is no I, then he is saying I am not there, which is ridiculous because he is You can't say, I am not there if you are not. That means that Atma is Shunya, non-existent, is is totally a contradiction. So forget about it. Shunya mass, all right. Except Atma is not Shunya. Atma is an existent entity. Why? When you say that, there is no Atma, are you there or not? When somebody says, I don't believe in God, There's no God. Our simple question should be, don't try to prove God is up and them, exist, create a system. Don't bother about that. When somebody says, I don't believe in God, ask him, do you believe in yourself? Are you there or not? Do you exist? Are you there? Yes? Okay, then God is there. The kind of God that you don't accept, we may also not accept. The God that we are talking about, nobody can deny. Because the denier cannot deny himself. And God is the very truth of the denier. So you can't deny what's the proof? What's the evidence that there is a transcendental self? deha You see the Atma transcends the body. So we accept that body is not Atma and soon is not Atma. What is the evidence that there is a transcendental self? So, prama bhavat deha eva atma Because there is no evidence, of a transcendental the self. when we come back to saying that body alone is Atma. How can you deny that? So you can deny body is not Atma provided. You can present an evidence of the Atma that transcends the body. There is no such evidence. All right, Atma is not suni, non-existent. Not, there, is, there is no non-existent Atma. No, there is transcendental Atma. Non-existent because I exist. No transcendental because there's no proof or evidence. So we come back and say, what? Dehaya Atma. Body alone is Atma. What would you say to that? So next one says
0: <tries> svātmānam Shramamukatwam. Swatma shruamurkatvam. Shutyayachapur <tries> shambya
1: chapur. That poor must be designed, although this one is. In the text, the poo is raswa, it should be dirga means long. <incumbents> Shutya yuktiya chapurusham. Dehati tam sadakaram. Dehati tam sadakaram.
0: Sudur darsham bhavadrushe. Again, okay. so
1: this is how they. They carry out the debate, shastra. You know, this is a typical shastra. I mean, they mean the debate upon the meaning of shastra or the scripture. So when that fellow said that, all right, I accept that atma is not non-existent, but since there is no evidence of a transcendental atma, therefore I claim I say that body is atma. What do you have to say? Again, you are a stupid person. Listen, Why stu- who is murkha? Who is stupid? One who just denies what is evidence. When lots of proof is there, evidence is there, and to claim that there is no evidence itself is murkha. bho murkha, dehātmavadiṁ chāravākha, he dehātmavadiṁ. Oh, you who claims dehār, ātmā, listen, Swat maram shutya yatyaja purusam. See that pu delga is merely for the purpose of meter. The word is purusha where pu is rasva. But if the pu is rasva then the meter would not fit. Shutya yatyaja purusham, no. Shutya yatyaja purusam. So for the purpose of meter sometimes you have to distort something. There were even Bhagavad-gita also. In one place, Lord Krishna also is the word Purushan, who is Nirga. Like the musicians, you know, they distort everything. You know, when they sing, everything is distorted. That's a terrible. it's it's a murder. When they take a Sanskrit thing and then sing, uh, you know, uh, it is terrible. You require a really enlightened musician to be able to maintain the proper pronunciation of Sanskrit and then still sing in that can be done, that would, you know, uh, that is very rare. You can find a Subrakshmi to do that. That is rare also when you go to really real classical music, then it gets uh, compromised. <coughs> and you know, for the music is more important. To us, you know, that Sanskrit is very important therefore you don't like to see it being compromised and twisted and turned for the sake, you know, and so whatever. But sometimes you have to do. So, Swatmanam, Swakimatmanam, your own self, Purusham. The thing is, the one who dwells in the city is not the city. Understand? The king who is the indweller of the city is not the city. The city may expand, the king does not expand. When the, you know, in battle and the city may contract with somebody, he takes over parts of it, but the king does not contract. Meaning that the changes taking the city do not in any way affect the king. Isn't right? He remains independent of the city. You can see it transcends the city. So how the city houses something that transcends it? So, swatmanam purusham dehatidam. Purusham is dehatidam. Purusham means that indweller of the body. Indweller who is not the body, who is different from the body. Indweller means what? Indweller must be different from dwelling. Is it not so? Indweller, the dweller, must be different from the dwelling. Swatma so, is a dweller. Purusha is what? The one who dwells in the city of the body. That thing itself declares it to be different from the city. You understand? So Purusha means what? One that is different from the city of the body. Dehatitam. Dehatiriktam. So king is just as different from the city. So also if Atma is called Purusha by the scriptures means that he is different from the city of the body, where body means both, gross and subtle bodies. So Śrutyā, he Śrutyā says that. What did he say? Tasmadva, etasmād, ātmanā, andras, andras, samayād, anyuntara ātmā, taiti Leads us to the true nature of Atman. But first, the Upanishad says the body is the Atma. Sava Esha Purusha Annara Samaya. So Taitriya says that Purusha, this Samaya, this gross body which is the modification of the essence of food is Atma. Alright, so I meditate, I realize, yes, this body I am. When that happened, then it says, now, listen to me, tasmā dvāye tasmā andrasamayāt, anyundara atmā prāṇamaya. Your body, all right, but tasmadva dvāye tasmā andrasamayāt, anya, antaha, different from this another's body, within the body this another self, prāṇamaya, made of pranam understand the body is alive because of prana. So prana is the self of the body, so other than the body, within the body is other self, which is prana made of prana. So that way Tahitiri upanishad declares that body is not the Atma. See, first I mean declare that body is Atma, that's where they stop. See, your Upanisha body is Atma you read further. Next sentence is that other, within the body, other than the body, there is a self made of brown, white, and hair. In effect, thereby declaring that the body is not the Atma. So Shruti says the body is not the Atma. You are looking for evidence, isn't it? Shruti is one evidence. Then what? Sutya, Yuktya. lot of Yuktis are there which we already provided and we will provide again. Yukti means reasoning. It stands to reason that body is not the Atma, because the word Atma itself implies. Atma means ātmanoti the Atma, that which is all-pervasive, or atati the Atma. That which is consistently there, that's called ātmā. So this word ātmā is explained as derived in different ways. And atma, at satatye So that sandhataṁ, that is constantly exists ātmā. The body does not constantly exist, so that cannot be ātmā. So yutya. But Yukti also will show you by reasoning also. śrun-murkhattvaṁ yatya sadhakaram, pursam sadakaram that which is unconnected to the body, which transcends the body. Then what is this nature? Sadākāraṁ, the ākāra, or the nature of sat, or existence. astī-tetan-mātra-vihārakāra-bhūtam Hey, understand this that whenever you say something is, whenever you say something is, what makes it possible for you to use the word is? What makes it possible for you to use the word is? Part is, cloth is, body is, anything is, you know, what enables you? What facilitates you to employ the word is, it is the ātmā, that is of the nature of existence, because of which you are able to say something is, sadākāraṁ. Vyavāra-kārāna-bhūtaṁ ka Vyavāra means sabda part is, cloth is, all is, body is. This is called vyavahara means this is the expression that we use what enables you to use that expression that part is where ease is, is there that ease is, is atma it is therefore it pervades everything because wherever anything is the ease is is. It is not so by the way you know the united states is the sky is the stars are the galaxies are, are means is, the plural of is. So wherever isness is there, atma is there. Ātno did ātma that pervades everything that enables us. To use the expression, something is. sadhakaram Only sat alone in ākāra. Pure existence in the ākāra of the nature of which, which enables us. Therefore, Whenever you use what expression is, automatically we are accepting ātmā being there. saraka, vihārakāna bhūtaṁ. Oh, is that what it is? Then evaṁ bhuta ce Kutona drśyare. He asks us, if ātmā is like that, purusha, dihā tītah, How come I don't see it? So those people, who accept what is perceptible as existing, for them, if something existed, it should be perceptible. What is not perceptible does not exist. So you say atma is, had atma in there, should I should be able to perceive it. How come I don't perceive it? Sudur darsam, da, darsam means what? Very difficult to be seen. Drushai for fellows like you. Not difficult to say, but difficult to say Bhavadrushai by the people like you. Who concluded there is no atma, who concluded there is body the atma, who, conclu- who concluded there is nothing, nothing exists that cannot be perceived, who accept perception as only pramana means of knowledge who do not accept should be pramana, for you, suddha meaning that, extremely difficult to see. <clears throat> Just because fellows like you cannot see that does not mean that it is not there. So, I don't believe in God, I don't accept God. Show me if there is God. All right. So I asked him, Do you hear the music in this hall? Do you hear the songs in this hall? No song. You do not hear them. Does it mean they are not there? Of course. Bring a transistor. Tune up. To Vive the or whatever, you know. And then you hear the songs. You could not have heard the song unless it was there, but then Right now you are not prepared to hear them because you are not prepared. It's not that you cannot hear because it's not that. You cannot hear because you do not have, you have not evolved to a point where you can hear. Similarly, with the mind that you have right now, which is so extrovert and so gross and so denying such a denial, there's no way that with this mind you can appreciate that. You start with Atma is Then slowly you will get that mind. Astitya pa And so asti, first acceptance It was says, accept that it is. Then tattva bhaya, then of course you will know. So first recognize that Ishvara is, Atma is, Brahman is. Then tattva bhaya. Then you recognize Brahman. I am Brahman. First asti and then Asmi. If I am Brahman, how can I don't recognize? First, recognize Brahman is. a palabdavya You have to begin from this. That it is. Unless you start from there, there is no way that you can recognize. Because you already denied it. If you deny the existence, how can you ever see it? How can you ever know it? So if you want to know it, Start from what? It is, ne vācāna manasā. Āptuṁ śakya... Shak- what is āpśakya na chakshusha? Āptuṁ śakya na chakshusha. Ne manasā. Not by words, not by mind, not by sense organs. So just because you can't describe something in words, you cannot pursue the sense organs. You cannot visualize in mind doesn't mean it is not there. So this is the thing. Katanta That principle, how can it be known by someone other one someone who says it is not there? So it can be known only by someone who says it is there, who believes it is there, who accepts it is there. That's how Kathopa uh,
0: you
1: know, shows the process. Astiti brodhonyata katham tudhu vlabhyate. For someone other than, you know, accept, accept that it is, how is it possible for you to see? You deny the very existence, how can you ever even, there's no ground to even see it or experience it or know it. Astiti vlabhdhavya tattva vhaya natsuvayo. Astiti, so when Asti is recognized and tattva then you recognize the true nature. You know what happens? Gautubhani says this, you know, this is Upanishad saying. That when you accept that Brahman is Ishvara is, tattva prasidati, then Tatvabhava, that Brahman, the truth prasidati, becomes favorable to you. You can know something provided it, it becomes favorable to you. It cannot be that that is then you are turned, you know, no way you can know. F- face to face favor means what? That you want to see some, suppose that turns somebody, then also you cannot know. You want to see somebody and that also favors you by showing themselves to you. Is it not so? So similarly so also, even God, call it Atma, God, Tatmavav prasiddhade. For the one who says asti to that person, the Brahman or the Truth becomes favorable. It reveals itself. So start from there. There is a denial. There is no way that you can, can ever know it, today or tomorrow. You accept it. Accept me, not in words. Let that reflect in your life. <laughs> Except in life, I believe in God. Then why did you tell a lie? <laughs> What's the word? Hey, God means truth. You believe in God, there's truth in your life. I believe in God. That means that God is Dharma. Then you say you believe in God. You can't say I believe in God and do what you want to do. I know she is my mother. So what? If she knows your mother, I expect, you know, some respect and reverence from you. You can use the word mother, but whatever. When you don't, that means we are all lip service. So people say, I believe in God. What do you, that doesn't reflect in the life. So you reflect in the life. When you believe in God, then you know that God is a witness of everything. He is witnessing all my thoughts and all my actions. And therefore, how can I act as I want? When I am present by a very reverential person, I cannot, Then I am behaving in a respectful manner. Is it not so? When Pujya Swami is there, then we behave in a certain way. When He is not there, it's a different matter. Then we are in two colors, you know. But then in His presence. So when you say that, yes, I, I, I know this is Swami, then we expect, you know, the response according to your statement, meaning that you must walk the talk. So when you say, I believe in God, it should not become a lip service. That should reflect in your life. Meaning God should pervade in your life. Your life you should become godly. Then God will reveal Himself as yourself. So that's why the discussion asti. We start with asti, so you are denying the very existence. Sudhar, some bad say, for fellows like you who deny the very existence, how can you even know? It is extremely difficult for those who deny the existence. <coughs> this is called murkha. You are denying the the very reality by this proclaiming that there is no atma. <coughs> so, you know, well, there, was, uh, there was a king, his name was Bhoja, and then one day he asked his minister, who is the greatest fool in our, in our uh, city? So then the minister was a wise person and he they, they looked at many, many fools. All kinds of fellows were there. Then they finally came to this fellow. He's sitting on a branch. And you know what he's doing? He's cutting the right branch on which he's sitting. Ah, there cannot be a greater fool than this. So when you say Atma is not cutting the very right branch on which you're existing. Murkha. That's why it's called Murkha. This is, you know, a fool. You are denying the purpose of life, you are denying the very, uh, the pursuit for which the life is, and that's why it's called murkha.
0: okay. <clears throat> Om Purnamada Purnamidam Purnamad Purnamudachyade Purnasya Purnamadaya Purnamivavaśyade Om Shahante 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 Shankaram Shankaracharyam Yeshavam Badarayanam Sutra Bhashyatruta Upande Bhagavanta Upunapunaha Ishvaro Guru Ratmeti Murti Veda Vyoma-vadhyāptadehāya dakṣinā Om śānti hari o śrī gurubhyo namaha hari